Hey everyone, this is Michael, and welcome back to another episode of Elevate Retake. If you haven't heard already, uh, maybe you experienced it. Texas went through the coldest week of winter that we've ever experienced in the state, I think. Many people lost power and water, and it just got to some crazy cold temperatures that made life uh, one that we focused on survival rather than uh, thriving. And it put our podcast production schedule a little bit behind, but we're excited to be back in the saddle this week and bringing you another episode of Elevate Retake. Today on our podcast, we get to talk with Danny Verdugo. He's one of our pastoral interns right here at the Keen Church. Yes. Hello, everyone, listeners. My name is Danny <laughs> Verdugo. Uh, I am a third year, third and a half year, something like that, uh, theology major at Southwestern Adventist University and uh, also a pastor, pastoral intern here at uh, Keen Church. On today's episode, we're talking with Danny about his message before and after story. He took us to Romans chapter seven and eight and talked to us about what life is like before and after the Holy Spirit. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. Let's begin. I want to start out. I'm just going to I'm just going to jump right in. So I know that we were in Romans chapter 7 and mm-hmm. 8. Yes. And what stood out to me, I initially heard the sermon and then wrote down notes, but then I listened to it again this morning and kind of added on to my notes. And one of the things that stood out to me was in reading towards um, chapter chapter seven, you started in verse 14, right? Correct, yes. Okay, yes. so as soon as we started reading that, I was like, oh man, like this is me, this is relatable. <laughs> but then I started to get, like my question taking from that was, could it be easy to see these verses as an excuse? Mm. Like, hmm. oh yeah, the world is sinful. Like I'm part of it. God's always gonna forgive me. It's gonna right, be okay. Right. You know, the more that I read it, I was like, oh, I could definitely be like, yeah, yeah, sin's easy, but I can always get forgiveness. And I started to wonder if maybe people might read it and be like, oh, like it's okay sometimes right, to sin right. and like we can always come back. Yeah, yeah. I know. I I think if we stop reading like in chapter seven or like if we just That's read a true. couple verses, mm-hmm. you can definitely take it out of context. And you could definitely, like you said, just take, you know, oh, it's – I'm sin is part of me. There's nothing I can do about it. So why even try it? Exactly. I know it can definitely be taken that way. I I, I know what you're saying. And then I do remember, I don't remember if it was in the beginning of the sermon or towards the end that you, you mentioned something about chapter seven showing like the troubling side, but then chapter eight comes and shows victory in it. And then I was like, oh, okay. That kind of answers my question a little bit. The flow of it. Right, right, right. That flow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I didn't know jumping into that was that was that something that you had worried about or you thought about like, oh, could this be viewed as an excuse or to not try as hard because sin is just a part of everyday life? Sure. And 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 I think that's uh, uh, that's one of the things that we kind of didn't want to to bring across to people. Exactly. It's like we didn't want to just <laughs> dwell on chapter seven. We definitely mm-hmm. wanted to go into chapter eight. And I, I think it's kind of a weird break. And we were talking about this, Pastor Michael. We were talking yeah. about how it's a weird break between chapter seven and chapter eight, like the last uh, uh, verses there, verse mm-hmm. uh, 25 in chapter seven. Um, it's like a continuing thought and yet you see it as like a break, like a yes. different chapter. You know, it feels I mean? different. Yeah. And so um, we really didn't want to leave people just with that thought of, oh no, we are full of sin. There's nothing we can do. Um, and we really wanted to take him into chapter eight. And so mm-hmm. I think 
hopefully we got that message across. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I think it, I think it came across. Yeah. I, I like your question, Taylor, because I, I think people do use it as an excuse. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, I'm sinful, so I can go do whatever I want. But that's not Paul's argument in this section of Romans. What he's saying is like, you, uh, I love, uh, I think it's in the New Living Translation, and that's what you preach from Danny. There was a part yeah. that, uh, where is it at? I'm looking at eight, five, and six. Was it that one? Um, I'm trying to read your mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that way. No, it wasn't that one. <laughs> there was a part that's like sin no longer has dominion over you. Oh, I think it's 12. Is it 12? 12? That like you have no yes. obligation? Yes, yes, yes. yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, that was Therefore, good. dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to what your sinful nature urges you to do. Yeah, yeah. And that to me, I think that was like the aha moment for me in this message. That's like, yeah, I, I see how I can be a slave to sin or I can be a slave to God. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a freeing thought to say, I am not required to follow through with what sin is tempting me to do. Yes. That I'm freed from that. That was a new thought to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I don't even remember reading verse 12. I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention. I like listened to it twice, (laughs) but I really like how that brings out that like, yeah, it's going to be all around you, but it Mm -hmm. is ultimately up to you. But that's also what I thought was cool is immediately coming into the sermon. That's what I got is whenever you started with chapter seven verses 14 and 15, it was like, it's all on me. Like I have a choice. Right, Right. And that's, Sometimes I feel like that's hard to stomach because I don't I don't want it to be all on me. I want to be able to blame others or push push my decisions on others like, oh, yeah, but they had a part to play in it. And you can't really do that. Right. It's kind of right. like calling people out. No, and I think uh, I think also well, I kind of gave this example of I know I've thought about this. I was like, OK, well, the disciples like they had Jesus. Like yes. it was easy on them, you know, mm-hmm. to just say, OK, we'll take on the Holy Spirit and then we could go out and preach the gospel it's like but what about me like i haven't lived seeing jesus physically mm-hmm. yeah um but no i don't think that's that's a, yeah. an excuse for at all but yeah. jesus will say to his disciples it's better that i leave and yes, i give you the yes, holy spirit yeah, yeah, yeah. than for me to stay right mm-hmm. right and to think about the savior of the world i think it's in john chapter 14 or 15 when he's talking about the holy spirit i think that the savior of the world it's better for the savior of the world to leave can you imagine so that he can yeah. send the comforter the holy mm-hmm. spirit the yeah. the paracletos the advocate for us how does it get better yeah. than jesus but it gets better than jesus <laughs> <laughs> yes no I, I love it i love it I love how you brought about that point. I was going to talk about it later, but Sorry. I like no, but this like <laughs> this perfectly like lined me up is something something else that stood out to me whenever we were in chapter 8 verses 26 and 27. We talked about how the Holy Spirit prays and pleads for us daily. Mm-hmm. It was kind of wasn't it kind of the idea that Sometimes we don't know what to pray about ourselves, but we know we need help. But the Holy Spirit is there to kind of translate our feelings or even though God knows our feelings. But I took that to heart because personally, I don't know if either one of you have ever been with family. For me, it's more um, my grandparents and Mm -hmm. I'm with them and they're like, oh, we just pray for you daily. And it just sometimes it's easy to skim over that and be like, oh, thank you. That's so Mm -hmm. sweet. But whenever you think about that, thinking about how 
others close to you really take time out of their day to pray for you and your struggles. That's immediately what I like connected it to is I was like, not only do I have family, but literally the Holy Spirit, like whenever I have no idea what to pray for, but all I know is that I need help. The Holy Spirit's like, okay, I got you. Like, Mm -hmm. God, here's the problem. Here's what's going on. And I don't know. I kind of took that in a different light. That was really So we're in the middle of a series right now. It's called Revive, and we're bringing you messages and conversations focused on the Holy Spirit. And what's the Holy Spirit's role, right? What's his purpose? How does the Holy Spirit impact our lives? Well, I think Jesus put it well when he described the Holy Spirit as an advocate or a comforter. You look at the original language, you could read the text as reading that the Holy Spirit is our guide that comes along beside us. Really, the Holy Spirit is the person of the Godhead who comes down and walks with us day in and day out. I guess that does kind of bring, I didn't even have this question until I started talking about it. So I'm just running off of this right now. Mm -hmm. But again, in chapter eight, verse 26 and 27, whenever I got to talking about it, it kind of clicked with me. Okay, so God knows our thoughts and he knows our weaknesses and what we are going through and what we are feeling. Sometimes it's hard for us to turn to him in those times, but it the verses almost make it sound like the Holy Spirit is the kind of the in-between, the translator, like, okay, here's what you're feeling and I'll, I'll bring this before God, but doesn't God already know how we're feeling? So does that make sense? Like my question? Yeah. Well, I would say the Holy Spirit is God. Yeah. I mean, mean, it's it's 301. They're the Trinity. They, they all work together. Um, and so I would say the answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes to your, (laughs) yes to your question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Pastor Michael, if you want to add something to that. Uh, I think I, that's a good question because it's kind of like cognitive, like why would God care if he already knows? Yeah. But I think if we run with the thought that God is love and he's a relational being that wants to be in covenant relationship with his creatures mm-hmm. in the same way that our father or a mother knows that um, little Danny got into the cookie jar. <laughs> Many times. <laughs> they want... Danny to express his wrongdoing. Okay, for that example, right? Like, oh, he got in when he wasn't supposed to. Mm -hmm. They know, but there's something at work inside of me when I have to express, oh, I did this wrong thing. And then even more so, um, you think about uh, like a dating relationship or Mm -hmm. a husband and wife, you may know exactly what is bugging your partner or your spouse, Mm -hmm. but you want to hear from them in their words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and for us, we're finite and there's nuance that comes in. It's like, oh, I didn't know that you fully understand this or whatever. Um, but for God, I think he, he cares about a relationship with us so much that even though he knows, he wants us to turn towards him and express our, um, whatever it is to him. And I also think what comes along with that is that it enables God to be able to work on our behalf, mm-hmm. uh, from a reading of scripture, there's this certain uh, there's certain rules that God acts within. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at the story of Daniel when um, Gabriel is coming to talk to t- to tell Daniel a message, and the prince of Persia stands up against uh, Gabriel, and they have this battle. And it's not until Michael comes that they're able to overcome and go. So there's like a little peek into the curtain that there's this thing called the great controversy, the cosmic conflict that's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, and when we 
ask God for help, it gives him permission to help because he's not a God of force. He's a God of love. Oh, I like that. Yes, yes, I know. That was good. That was a good answer. I like that you brought relationship into it because I feel like that's what it all boils down to. One of my favorite aspects of the Holy Spirit is how he comes and sits beside us as we read scripture. I'll often pray at the beginning of one of my messages, asking God to sit down beside us. He's the author of scripture and it was through the Holy Spirit that he inspired the book that we've come to know as the Bible. The Holy Spirit is the one who illuminates our minds with the Word of God. It's through the Holy Spirit that we get to know who Jesus is and who God the Father is, and we get a picture of who love is. The Holy Spirit also helps us in our relationships with others. The Holy Spirit is the one who is leading, guiding, and directing the steps that we take on a day-to-day basis. Because I feel like that's what it all boils down to, mm-hmm. is that the Father, the Creator, He wants to have and sustain a relationship with His creation, you know. And I, one of the questions when I was, uh, you know, I was preparing this is, why is it so hard to accept that that help, accept mm-hmm. that relationship? Yeah, it's it, and it's, you know, as you read this, and I read it a couple times over and over, and I was like, it's 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 straightforward. I was yeah. like, why am I like, yeah. and I struggle with it too. You know, like yeah. it's basically straightforward. Yeah. It's telling us, you know, the Holy Spirit is there because God wants to have a relationship through the Holy Spirit with us. The Holy Spirit says uh, uh, in uh, uh, the, the book that we're reading, uh, Steps of Personal Revival, mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, it is our connection to heaven. It is that relationship mm-hmm. with the Father. And it's like, yeah. why is it so hard for us to yeah. want to have that relationship? Yeah. I, I've felt that sometimes coming into like our conversations, like, oh, I feel like I understand it, but I know that there's more. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I feel like it's, I don't know. I feel like it almost goes back to not being able to understand the amount of love that God has for us, that sometimes it's so hard to believe that he's always going to be there for us, for us to fully be able to accept that and open our arms and be like, yes, I want you all the time and not to turn to worldly things because I feel like sometimes it's hard to believe. It's too good to be true. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know. That's personal, but. Yeah, that's good. I think no. it goes back to the, like what, Paul talks about in Romans 7, you know, the the victory of Romans 8 doesn't make Romans 7 unreal. Mm-hmm. It's right? still there. It's, there's yep. still this war yeah. going on inside yep. of me. And I, I think Romans mm-hmm. 7 is one of the most relatable portions of scripture because Paul just lays it out. He's like, let me be honest. Like, I know what I'm supposed to do but and I don't, I don't do, do it. it. <laughs> That's completely it. And I like how you brought up the the war aspect because that was something I had in my notes. Um, chapter 7, verse 23. Mm-hmm. But there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. Mm-hmm. Not only did I feel that, but I kind of connected that, at least personally, to overthinking. Mm. Just any little thing that comes my way, I overthink it. I I want to view both sides, weigh options. And a lot of times I want to weigh options that benefit me. Mm-hmm. So the power, like mm-hmm. what I'm what I'm weighing is like the worldly versus what God would have me do. And that's right. like the trouble, the war in my mind. And yeah. I was like, ooh, whoa. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really liked that part though. Yeah. I I admit, and I wanted to say this uh during the sermon, like I had trouble like in preparing this sermon, 
you know, they teach you in Bible class, like, like in homiletics, that there, there, there's a bunch of steps that you should do. Um, uh, you know, as you're preparing, it's it's you, know, you go to scripture, uh, yeah. you, 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 you go online, you look at commentaries, Bible dictionaries, all this stuff, mm-hmm. um, all these steps. But they also teach you the first step is to seek the Holy Spirit, to pray. Mm-hmm. And it's like in the hustle and in, in, in the bustle of everything, just going so fast, sometimes we forget about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I admit, like, I was in the middle of everything. Okay, I have to do this. I have to prepare. I have to write it all out, you know, do manuscript, whatever. And I stopped in the middle of it, and I was like, oh, my goodness. I am not do. I'm not, I'm not taking this into my own life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I had to stop and regroup and, and, and just be like, you know what, God, I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit, that you send it to me and, 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 and the Holy Spirit can speak through me. Um, yeah. And that's hard sometimes because I think it's hard to give up control. Mm-hmm. Completely. I don't. It's 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 very hard, especially if you're like analytical. Like I really like to 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 know the the plans of everything. Yes. And I like to, like you said. Me uh, too. Yeah, okay. and it's very yeah. it's very hard to not. So what is the role of the Holy Spirit? Right? Is the Holy Spirit just to to fix my problems or to to, to, to take all of my burdens? What does the role of the Holy Spirit look like in our everyday lives? What does it mean for the Holy Spirit to be a part, asking for God's presence to go with me? As I go throughout my day, there's little moments where I feel a touch of something else, that an idea will spring to mind, a a person will come to mind that I'll pray for, I'll connect with, I'll shoot a text message, give a phone call. Maybe I'll take a different turn on my way home from work. Maybe I'll go to a different place to eat or go to the post office and run into somebody who God definitely wanted me to meet that day. The Holy Spirit is someone who is beside us everywhere we go. And as we lean into who he is, he helps us as we go about our everyday lives. It's, I'm trying to like find a good way to put it into words, but lately I've been struggling with you know, we go through, each and every one of us has different daily struggles. And it's so easy to turn to God with, can you fix this? Mm -hmm. Please um, answer my prayer here. And this is what's going wrong in my life. And I know you can, and I know you will. And then we just, we end, we end our prayers with like, all right, fix these problems. Amen. And, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and so I feel like whenever I was younger, I got so used to doing that, that, now that I'm older, I want to have this relationship and I want to turn to him daily, but I don't want my daily prayers to look like, okay, Lord, here's everything that's going wrong in my mm. life. Can you help make it right? Instead, yeah. I want to be able to go and search for the Holy Spirit daily for, I want this relationship, not because mm. of what you can do for me, mm-hmm. but because this is where I'm at peace. And this is this is what... I'm trying to like use what you said about the Holy Spirit being like our connection to heaven. And I want that, but I want that through relationship, not because, oh, you can do so much for me. And sometimes that's hard because the control that you were talking about and the control that we want to have over our lives, it's so much easier to focus on what you can control and what you want to control versus just giving it up and being like, hey, I want to invite you in and all right, you can take it, but yeah. I want you to be part of me, not just fix my problems. Yeah. It's I like what you said about that, uh, that the, a lot of times we just think of what the Holy Spirit or what God can do for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 
I, I, I admit I've done this, I've done this too, but it's, it's not, it shouldn't be what the Holy Spirit can do for us, but like, mm-hmm. what can the Holy Spirit do through us? Like it's a, mm-hmm. it's a walk. We're exactly. walking side by side. It's not yeah. like I'm in front and then when I need you, let me pull you forward. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was reading uh, last week in my personal devotional time um, from Acts of the Apostles, page 566, a uh, book by Ellen White, recommend it. It's uh, awesome about uh, commentary on the New Testament and kind of extrapolating the stories. But she says this, um, in terms of that relationship and asking God for uh, the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. um, she says that God is asking for our whole heart. Mm-hmm. Give it to him. It's his, both by creation and redemption. Ooh. And so as we've been seeking the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. God is seeking us. Yeah. Yes. And if we realize that we're gods, both by creation and by redemption, he did the ultimate work of creation that brought us into being, mm-hmm. and then he's redeeming us so that we can come back into right relationship. Uh, that hit me this week, and it made me realize that, like, oh, wow. Okay, so it can't be a checklist. I can be like, all right, God, here's all the things that I need you to do. Yeah. He cares about those things. Yeah. But in, and I think there's time and space to express those. Mm-hmm. But if God's the only thing that we, if we only turn to God when we have this laundry list of things, yes. <laughs> then then there, there's issue. But I think it's a natural outflowing of as we have a relationship with God, we open our hearts and say, okay, here's what I'm going through. Here's what I'm struggling with. And God mm-hmm. cares about that. Uh, and we come to the, to the realization then that, okay, God, I'm yours by creation and redemption, and you're wanting my whole heart. And so mm-hmm. here it is today. Yes. Because <laughs> today's all we got. All we got is my, the awake time that I have today. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's it. true. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, and I've been trying to do this as well as I like how you said, here's my heart today, because like that's all that we know for sure. Because in my in my prayer time in the morning or whenever I first wake up, I'm so quick to be like, all right, yeah, like I invited God in this week and so I'm good. Mm-hmm. But I want it to be more, all right, this is a new day. You can do new things through me and I'm accepting you today. I'm going to accept you tomorrow. It's not I've accepted you once and one and done. Mm-hmm. It's every single day he can do more in you. And I'm trying to learn yeah. that. It's kind of hard. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. anyways. Going along with what you said there is uh, we were talking in one of our courses is that <clears throat> when people get baptized, you know, a lot of people think or, or they've heard it's like, okay, now, now I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like I've been baptized. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm good for life for the rest yeah. of my life. And, and, and it shouldn't be seen as like a graduation, but like a marriage mm-hmm. that like when you get married or when you start a new relationship, it's, it's a continuation of growth. The mm-hmm. journey has just begun. Yeah. yeah. And, and the relationship continues to get sweeter and better. It's better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, yeah. Mar- married life is great. If you guys are listening to <laughs> married life is great. I've just absolutely loved these messages and conversations about the Holy Spirit. I hope you have too. We are going to be journeying together through the next several weeks talking about the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And here's an invitation I have for you, dear listener. I hope you haven't turned us off yet. We are wanting to build a community through this podcast. It's not just a, hey, here's another cool place to publish some messages and um, archive what we're doing. You, dear listener, are important to us. We'd love to hear from you. 
you'd like to leave us a voice message, click the link in the description below or shoot us a comment either at this is Elevate TX or Elevate Retake on Instagram. We'd so love to hear your comments or questions. And maybe one day you could be on the show as well as we're journeying together and discovering what it means to walk in the way of Jesus, to live with the Holy Spirit as our guide. It's my prayer that through this podcast, you'll come to a closer relationship with Jesus. Until next time.